Hi, everybody. We have a very special guest with us today. We're going to be talking with Sheila Gillette and the Theo Group. I thought it was time to bring some of the big guns in to talk about some of the larger overarching energies that are at play right now and how a lot of these things are going to play out and what the opportunity for us is within it. So let's go to Sheila. Hi, Sheila. Good to see you again. Hi, Regina. It's good to be with you again. It's always so much fun. It is. And, you know, a lot of times when we chat, it's, it's, it has, the times haven't been quite as challenging. So we're able to focus on a lot more personal information and how people can personally get a groove on in their lives and such. But in this conversation, I'm looking at larger trends. When, when we get to Theo, I'll be asking them some pretty intense questions. But I want to ask you before all of that, um, what has it been like? in recent times with your classes, your events, and your clients in terms of the type of broad information that's coming in? Well, people are now understanding that, you know, we're going to, there's going to be a new normal when we come out of all of these issues. And Theo's talked for a number of years about 2020 being the most important election of our lifetime, but not only in the United States, for the, all, the, the global issues that are coming to fruition and the political changes. They started talking about this, Regina, oh gosh, in the late 70s. Um, they were talking about... 2020 in the late 70s when you first started uh in the in the late 70s yeah, yeah late they 70s. Were talking about the fifth dimensionary energy mm-hmm. as you know then i wrote my first book called the fifth dimension channels to a new reality so the late 70s through the early to mid 80s they were giving us the information for that book and they were speaking about what would be happening now. And it is, it's been so confirming to me because I've watched this evolution over that number of years and the people awakening to their own psychic ability and their own intuitive abilities and, and all the changes that, that we'll be seeing. And they're positive. You know, most, most of the things we've heard off and on have been dire. And Theo's always been very positive that these changes are in the highest good for all of us. And, um, you know, back then, they were telling me that this, we would have a global community and be talking globally to people about all of these things. We didn't even have the internet then. Right. You know, we had those cell phones that looked like bricks. Remember? Oh, yeah, they were the car phone. That yeah, big yeah. Phone the car that, phone. That, that had just come on. And when I wrote The Fifth Dimension, that's just when Apple had come out. Steve Jobs had come out with the first home computer. So, I mean, it almost sounds prehistoric. And to probably some of your listeners, it does. But you, know, you and I have lived that. We oh, yeah. We have, and and it's interesting because you had no context for how there was going to be a global community because this wasn't known, and yet they kept insisting, yes, this is going to be, and here we are. We do have now global communities, many global communities with your work, my work on my site, the work that we both do on Gaia, all these, so hundreds of sites now that are connecting people globally, but that said, 
there's some crazy stuff going on because once you start putting yourself out there in the media, uh, especially people that are doing media for the sake of doing media and to draw numbers and name, you start getting really distorted information. And we're in an era of a lot of distorted information now. And I am going to talk to the Theo group about some of that. But I just have to say, I think it was 2011, uh, we were down at your place. And I had a private channeling from Theo asking about all these questions. And he said at the time, they said at the time, same thing, 2016 to 2020 is when we're we're was when the major changes were going to begin occurring politically. So maybe just expand on that beyond just the U.S. We can see how we can see how how important this election is in the U.S. But what about elsewhere? What else are you having reflected back to you? Well, in what and what I'm remembering um, them talking about is political changes throughout the world. And look, what's happening throughout the world? It is happening everywhere. I mean, we're pretty myopic with what the information that we have here in, in, in the United States, and we're pretty absorbed in that. But if you get the broader picture globally, there's everything's in chaos. Everything is, has, is in change. And they talked about all the foundations crumbling and new ones being formed. Uh, for an example, they were talking about us being a global economy, and now we know that. And they said through this, this time would come about a global economic structure that's in the highest good of all of us, the human species, as well as all other species on the planet, and that there would be a global political structure, collaboratively so, much like the United Nations, only more powerful, but would be very collaborative with each other. And we see all of that's coming to the surface now. We don't know what it looks like yet. We don't know how we're going to look next year or the years beyond and what we'll be doing. But because they started telling me about this in the beginning, and I've had enough confirmation over 50 years of doing this work, that back then I just trusted it. I just believed in it, and now even more so. So I'm very optimistic, even with the, the goofiness that's going on with all the misinformation and stuff. I stay stead. Fast. I, we had a funny thing in one of our webinars not long ago. Regina, you're going to love this. Somebody was talking about some of this misinformation. And Theo said, yeah, we didn't believe in Y2K either. It's <laughs> 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 <us> all laugh. <laughs> well, and I want to bring up a point. Uh, the, the, yeah. Talking to what you just said a moment ago, Back then, in 2011, when we were chatting, uh, they did say that at the same time, there would start being the beginning of the formation of a global economy. Well, first of all, we're already a global economy. We know that. We're a de facto global economy. We can still try to think we're separate, but we're, we cannot operate solo. No country can anymore. So we're already inter intertwined. But the, the point they made that was interesting is they said many people – because I said, yeah, a lot of people will not like hearing this because they're thinking in the conspiratorial way. Now there's going to be a couple of people handling the economies of the world for their own interests and at our expense. And they said, no, 
what was getting ready to evolve politically and economically is that the power was going to begin returning to the hands of the people. Mm -hmm. Now, since then, cryptocurrencies, for example, have come up, which puts that, the control over the, that particular currency back in the hands of the people. It's still in its infancy, uh, but it's going to become more mainstream. Banks are buying it like crazy, so you can bet it's going to be. But that's a, one kind of interesting development that happened since then. And so I think people need to not be frightened by the notion we're becoming a global species we're going to be intertwined on many levels globally and any further comment on that before we go to theo well you know what they did say about the internet and about us having this access to the world is that it's educational and the greatest education is that we get to know each other in a global way we would get to know our sisters and brothers throughout the world and see that they're just like us it doesn't matter the color of the skin, the language that was spoken. We all have the same needs and desires. And, and we all want to live a life well lived, a good life. You know, loving our families, love and be loved, and, and sustaining a, a lifestyle that's comfortable, whatever that means individually. And so it's true. You know, whoever thought Google would become a verb, you know, just Google, Yikes. you know, yeah. um, but it's true. Any information we need globally about anything is at our fingertips or our voice. I yeah. mean, it, and we've only had that a few years and this is going to continue to expand. I think out of this time, and they did tell us the other day, the pandemic, the virus was here to show us how connected we are globally, that we're one species and we're very connected. And it's doing that. And they also said that the sciences and the arts would be the leaders as well as the people bringing us together. So I'm very optimistic. And um, I know people are, are at times buying into conspiratorial stuff. I don't, I don't at all, because I've seen too many confirmations of what Theo said in a more optimistic world that, that's beginning and has been happening, they said, over the last hundred years. Indeed. And uh, even I have been around Theo long enough now to start that I've seen some major confirmations. So I think with that in mind, well, let's go to Theo here in just a moment and understand that the, this group of beings has been of service to humanity through you for better part of five decades now. Yes. Five decades, and the conversation has been there. So let's see what they have to say about all this. And I want to run a few things by them that people are coming up against and going into fear over and see what their take is on it. So That's when you're ready, right. Sheila. All right. I'll talk to you later. Okay. It is the beginning, is it not? It is. Thank you. We are appreciative of the opportunity to be of service on to you, you may ask. 
Thank you, Theo. Thank you for joining us today uh, in these fascinating times. And I'm going to start with a really a kind of a cosmic oriented question and then move down more into humanity and society. But many years ago, my own guides had told me that there was coming a time that would look very much like this, in which there would be this what's perceived as a, a bit of a pressure um, challenge and such to to help give birth to something more and they said it was actually a cosmic event and that we have all been aware on a soul level and you and the beings that support humanity have been aware of this for a very very long time do you care to comment at all on the event they may have been speaking about you're living in it this event this pandemic that brings you all together. And in that sense, there's been great fear, but there's going to be many blessings that comes forward. And who would have thought it would be as such? Knowing that as we spoke and as you were told, that there would be these grand changes. We also spoke it would not be a world war that created it, as in the past, that is what has created great change. So it needed to be something to be joining you rather than separating you. That's so beautifully put, and you're so right, Theo. Um, in the past, we seem to have only learned through war and a competition and separation, and it seems as though that mindset is simply burning out. It's there are those still that appear to still be trying to run those rackets, but it seems destined for failure now. Can you talk about that? Because we've only casually spoken in the past about some beings who are simply interested in control still and what they're up against and what that's looking like from your point of view. So in, in comparison to the numbers of people, on this planet, they are very few. And it is correct, that's an old paradigm. It is old way of being in the world. For ultimately, humans are collaborative beings, not competitive. They wish the best for each other. As you are born witness to when a cataclysmic event occurs, what goes in the heart of all of you is a desire to assist those in need. And that is the human expression to be compassionate and to share. So what's evolving here is an awareness of that fulfillment for beings are recognizing your connection and not your separateness. And at the same time, it's required separateness for us to slow down enough and recognize that we're together as people have been quarantined and, and much of the media has made people to feel now literally afraid to be in a room with another human being. And I would love it if you would comment on that a bit because this this part of the, the program seems a little corrupted from what I can see now. So there is the necessary steps 
of separation, but it is the <clears throat> imposed hermitage for all of you to get in touch with who you are on the inner, to begin to recognize the divinity in you. And if you're so busy on the outer, there is not the time or you do not allow the time for reflection. So it's as if you've all been asked to be in the chrysalis, like the caterpillar going into a chrysalis to become something that is your true essence. And so what some seem as a struggle, the caterpillar has as well. For if the caterpillar, as it becomes form in the chrysalis, does not struggle to get out of the chrysalis, it would not have the strength to fly. So it's important to know these struggles that all may be having is just to know the self and to build that internal muscle to be able to fly when you are released from your chrysalis and see all the beauty and the color that you are. Yes, and I see this as the uh, beyond a silver lining as the point, just as you say, this time for reflection. And what's happening in that reflection is we get to see who we are. And we're beginning to see whether we're feeling emboldened and want to move out into the world or in fear and wanting to retreat from the world. And I think people... Many of us have gone through maybe the various stages of this, but it is, I find it fascinating to watch what happens when people begin going inside. There are many people that don't want to come back out. It's true, finding a comfort in the known self. However, when it is time to come back out, the majority, there will still be few that are timid, but the majority will show greater appreciation for the human species, a greater appreciation for self and for others. And to come together with joy rather than angst and judgment. This is beautiful. And, you know, so many people have said, oh, how could this happen to us? This is horrible. I, I don't agree with that. I agree this was on schedule and needed to happen. And to me, I think in my view, the most beautiful aspect of this is the world was already crumbling, but we were moving so fast we refused to acknowledge it because it would mean change. And so I'd like to get to that portion, which is, change, the change you talked about from 2016 to 2020, when we spoke almost 10 years ago, about the change that would occur at this time and is changing where people are being voted into office that are young, they're ethnically diverse, they're representative of specific communities and their regions of the country and of the world that seem to never have had a chance until now. Can you talk about this, this whole broadening out of the government becoming responsible to the people, not just in the U.S., but globally? 
that's somewhat what we've been talking about is the gathering and the knowing of the likenesses and not the differences. And those differences that you may see is, is the uniqueness of each and every one of you in each and every culture should be celebrated as the beautiful tapestry of human expression upon this planet. And so that is what is coming to fruition out of this global continuity and community, a common unity that is occurring to be appreciated, not judged or feared. But the fears are just perception imposed upon you by others who wish to control you. So one could ask the self, is this true? To have some critical thinking, not to take that which is outside the self, but each and every one, your higher power knows the truth. Each and every one of you has a truth barometer within you. As when truth is expressed to you or from you, you have a visceral feeling about Trust yourselves, your powerful divine master beings that have great wisdom. And so it is now for its fuller expression, however it expresses in and through you. Life is not happening to you. Life is happening for you and through you. You've chosen to incarnate on this planet. It wasn't demanded of you. Yes, I I was going to say that's a really critical point because too often when people aren't happy with what they're experiencing in life, um, they can slip into victim mode. I hope you're enjoying this video because if you are, there are dozens more like it on my site, all supported by people like you. So if you'd like to keep this work rolling in and join our community, just click on the Patreon button at reginameredith.com. That also gives you access to insider commentary, my live book club, and other live events with special guests. So join in. Thanks. Speaking of victim mode, um, around the United States, we're seeing cities that have gone into protest over brutality against people of color. It's called the movement is Black Lives Matter, but you could say Brown Lives Matter. All li- you, all lives matter is kind of a new bumper sticker happening. Of course, all lives matter, but we're really addressing the people who have been slighted by society and also slighted by the justice system and law. So even though this this is a great struggle in many cities, the people are reacting very um, steadfastly and fiercely and showing up every day to protest this unkind, poor treatment of people who are not white specifically. Can you talk about again what that looks like from your point of view? So it is a necessity to change, isn't it? Indeed. And you notice in the protests, it's not just the black and brown skin tones. There are white skin tones. Yes, people in, together. In mass, saying this is improper. And it has been, but that's how these old 
paradigms of control of greater than and lesser than have remained in power. And that power is crumbling. That foundation is crumbling. It does not work anymore. And so they stand firmly in the truth of that, and necessarily so. And this is true in the world. Yes, in the country of where you live, but throughout the world there have been these protests coming against that structure of control. Indeed. And that's, I think, very encouraging for people to hear that they are crumbling. There's no way back now. I, I think that's a, that is a message that frightens some people and others find very comforting. There's no way back. No. Because it doesn't work. It will not work in the new world that is emerging in and through all of you now which is a blessing for this world. For as you each and every one come into the fuller awareness of your divine mastery, you'll bring peace to the world. Let's talk about what else is going to happen in the interim because we're looking at a time now that everything has come to a halt um, because of COVID. Um, we're also looking at the effects that have trickled down, in fact, more than trickled down. And we're looking at an economy, which is more or less, uh, if not ground to a halt, something close to it. And so, of course, people are pointing to this, and it creates a great amount of fear. But I even see that as opportunity, in a sense, to free ourselves from the things that don't work there, in terms of the way we've been having to struggle to make a living, for example, in jobs we may be not well positioned for, we may even seriously dislike the way we spend the bulk of our time. Can you talk about the, the blessing in what's happening to the economy and some of the stark facts of what we can expect over the next couple or few years? It will be better and better yet more in the sense of greater abundance for all. Understand this, the way things were going, these ways of earning money, these businesses needed to be stopped. For the world, the world health, the health of each and every one of you. So it was stated by many in this climate change that the earth could not be healed. Yet when all things stopped, it began to clear itself yes. within weeks, not years. So that it can never be done, speak, is simply untrue. You just make changes. And what will come, the new changes, is not the production and manufacturing that create the pollution, but new ways of endeavoring and new businesses that are ecologically supported. There will be new changes in advancements and technology that will continue to grow. And there will be many jobs available that are quite 
lucrative in that sense of well-paying for those who choose to be more forward-thinking and inspired rather than to try to hold on to a past that is crumbling. Can you talk about that a little bit? Um, some people, of course, are concerned that because of the development of technology, we have more artificial intelligence, we have more robotics, and that people are afraid that those low-level jobs they had before are going to be replaced with robotics. This is probably true, but in the end, is this a bad thing or is this a good thing? It's a good thing. Would you say that the internet is a bad thing? No. Would you say that having your telephone and your computer and your ability to communicate globally is a bad thing? No. So think in terms of this. These are things you take for granted. Your dishwasher, your washing machine, your aeroplane, your automobile, all of these things have come in the last 150 years. And there will be continued growth. And then those things become for granted again. Even within just a few hours of obtaining them, you would only become uncomfortable if they didn't work. So it's important to understand you're moving forward that only makes your life better. However, the adaptability of the mind, you have great minds. Being stuck in the old way of doing things and not remaining curious to find new and better ways only stop your growth individually and your own expansion. So to go back to the old cannot happen. So if you were in college, you wouldn't want to go back and be the kindergartner. That's, you would want to continue on in your curiosity and experience and understanding to grow the mind, to grow your consciousness. And that is what is happening. This is the greatest shift of consciousness that the world has seen in thousands of years. Truly an honor to be alive at this time, even if it does require us meeting challenges. And as you said at the top of our conversation, some of the people that will be guiding and uh, society and will be honored in society are going to be people from the what we call casually the artistic community, which is creative people, pre people that bring beauty, things that have seemed optional at this point, even in our schools before this collapse, they eliminated everything of beauty, music lessons, art lessons, even physical education, playing outdoors in the sunshine, all eliminated in institutions around the world, uh, in many institutions around the world, in favor of more kind of industrial education. So tell us, give us 
give us a futuristic glimpse of what it looks like when the artists and the writers and the philosophers and the healers start coming forward to help create this new economy, this new world. They're already here. And more being born into physical bodies. So it is the arts and the sciences. But science is an art as well, isn't it? It's creative. It's inventive. And so this is what brings the world together in its highest form. And this is the time for it. And so, yes, there have been those old structures educationally. It's the same as old foundation. It doesn't work. And it doesn't work for expanding the minds to take into account the creative curiosity of each magnificent individual. So education will come forward more as an individualized expansion of awareness and intellect than the controlled way to make others comfortable in their lack of knowledge. So it sounds as though this is a time to really cherish the fact that it's all up for grabs we have an opportunity to create this new world with our own intellect and our own creativity that doesn't need to look anything like what we had before. Naturally, there's going to be a crossover time where people need to have shelter and they need to eat food, but there are many creative ways around that as well. And I think both of us have been talking about this for the last 15 years, starting to look to a time when we may need to come together as family and chosen family and friends and live more communally. Can you give us an idea of some of these other bridges that will take us in to the new way of living in the new economy and get us through these times in a creative way? So you will, you'll gather together and, and mastermind what is in the highest good of your community rather than what is good for me and you keep out. That was an old way of thinking, wasn't it? But you can see you're greater together than you are apart. You're greater together as a collaborative mind than a segregated mind. So it's important to see, and you're already beginning to see, that new structures are having to be formed educationally because of the pandemic. So you're seeing already that education can be at home or in particular communal structures, yes? Yes. That, that are not so institutionally based and bringing forth educators that are inspiring and inspired. This has been a major problem, lack of inspiration in the schools. So while parents, you know, struggle with trying to do what they need to do in terms of their jobs, those who still have jobs and those who still enjoy what they're doing while their children at home uh, need an education, this is something we'll work out communally as well. And I love that idea because the schools have been broken. The educational system has just been as broken as our economy for so long now. I think it's absolutely beautiful. I want to move on to a couple of questions here to, to look at because 
in all of this misinformation and all of the drama playing out, you have a real resurgence of conservative uh, fundamentalist religion, which is almost inviting the rapture, um, the end of the world as we know it. Can you speak about this phenomena and what, what this is serving at this time? It's so interesting, isn't it? Because they're talking about that and it's happening as you speak. <laughs> this is in the end of the world, as you know. And you're not going to perish. You're going to flourish. It will be a new world. The earth will be here longer than any of you on it at this point. And it's evolving as well that you are evolving so rapidly. But those who are afraid of change and want to stay in a structured control and having others telling them what to do will align with that thinking. But what you will notice is that those who are not to be in this new world will leave it. That's true. Each soul has their contract as to how they choose to interface with these new frequencies. So that's that. And thank you. That's an excellent point. Let's go down another road of alternative academia, which is saying and talking about all of the mass extinction events of the, the past. And I think you answered this a little bit ago, just in talking about how quickly uh, some of the earth's beauty and function started recovering when we stopped kicking her because we were all staying at home. But the whole notion of mass extinction, we've had floods in the past, humanity has been wiped out in the past, and people are now whipping up um, the notion that uh, plant, uh, whether it's a meteor or whether it's another planet, that we're going to start having some kind of... Um, uh, contact, shall we say, like meteorite contact that's going to, again, create another mass extinction extinction on this planet. Can you talk to that subject? Again, that's a, very much a doomsdayer uh, approach through the lens of science and history. Some, not all science, agrees. And there have been that, but you've lived in that. There have been volcanic activity, there have been earthquakes, there have been tornadoes, there have been cyclones, there have been massive deaths in certain areas of the world. That's true, but they've been ongoing, haven't they? That's a history of this planet, that these things are natural to it, and it just depends on how many people are there when the cataclysm happens. And because there are more people on the planet, there have been more who have perished. And now you have more communication. You know of it in an instant when there is something occurring in the world such as this. But you're being educated by it as well, of the survival of it if ones pay attention and listen to the earth. The earth will always tell you what's going to happen, you know, with the weather, with the hurricanes and tornadoes, that they're coming. Yes? Hmm. And you can make preparation for it and pay attention 
to it. It's just like your body. If you listen to your body, listen well, it'll speak to you. Every time it's out of balance, it'll tell you what it needs. If you listen, the earth is no different. So as the earth is now going through her own changes, my understanding is that the climate change that we're seeing on our earth is also extending throughout our solar system, that all the planets in the solar system are also meeting their own changes. So can you talk about this period and what unique challenge um, is going to be presented to the people of earth through these climate changes? As we spoke many decades ago, there would be these changes that happen, and where it has been wet will become dry, and where it's dry will become wet. And it's just a different, different way of living in those places. That, but it won't be instantaneous. You've begun to see that happening already and the preparation of that. Yes? Yes. It's, it's as if one is told something and they think tomorrow when the sun rises, the earth will explode. No, it's a natural process. Just as the changes within you are a natural process process. You just pay attention and what you intend about it. If you're curious and you're moving with it and you're, you're pliable in your thought, there will be ease and grace in the movement of it. But if you're rigid in your thinking, then you will have rigidity in the process. And it will not be with ease and grace and fluidity. It will be difficult. So you choose. It's a choice, isn't it? It's a choice of perception. Is this in my highest good or is it not? And there are many who fear change. They don't like change. They're not flexible. But the greater change comes from within. And as you change your perceptions and you change your beliefs, you can have ease and grace. So it sounds as though across the board, the consciousness of the cosmos is changing, the consciousness of Earth is changing, and the consciousness of humanity is taking a very large leap forward into this new energy that is requiring our flexibility, fluidity, to allow grace to be part of the picture. And as the changes are occurring in the climate and around the earth in every way, politically and otherwise, to just keep meeting these challenges in the most flexible, loving, gracious way possible because it's all for the good. Is, is that summarizing correctly? You are, yes. It's an exquisite, magnificent time to be alive. You are living a magnificent historical time for the human species, as well as all other species. But in the change that is now, when books are written of this, 
it will be quite magnificent what comes from it. On that note, uh, I don't think we could end in a better place unless there's something more you'd like to add. I so appreciate you all taking the time to be with us today to help paint a more calm but also more accurate reflection of these times because calm is in short supply right now. So it's always good when one's come into a thought of fear or angst, what would love do? What would love do in any circumstance is always the right question to ask. You are complete with your asking. Yes, I am, Theo. Again, thank you so much. Go well. I know you're in peace. And we'll talk to Sheila in a moment. Thank you so much. God's love on to you. Good day. Good day. Hi, Regina. Hi, welcome back, Sheila. Thank you. Thank you. I just wanted to thank you so much again for taking the time to do this. It was really such a beautiful message. And it, at the end there, when Theo said, when this period, this is a magnificent time to be alive on this planet. And when it's written about one day, we'll be able to see it more clearly for the beauty that's embedded in it. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, it was really lovely. It was lovely. So any final thoughts on your part? You have some events coming up um, over, I know they're a little different. They're not live events right now, but you have ongoing classes and um, ongoing live live uh, radio and also television events going on right now. Yes, starting September 1st is our, our mentoring program called Thrive. And it's the basics of soul integration. And it's a 12-week live online class. Uh, we're doing it live just as you and I are doing this here and talking to each other. The participants get to talk with Theo and talk with us. And it's a curriculum that allows us to go in and change the limiting beliefs so that we can change our lives. And it starts September 1st. So that's the, the next thing that's coming up that um, changes lives. Excellent. And it sounds like what they said over and over and over, it's time to unleash our creativity and unleash our intellect and take all of the old restrictions off so we can think our way and feel our way into a brand new reality. But we have to engage. We have to let our mind and hearts run free. Yes. Yes, it's an exciting time. I think it's really, um, and we chose to be here. We, you know, it's, Theo said we have, a, we have the choice to believe in fear or faith. Indeed. Said, Why not believe in faith? Because they both ask the same of us to believe in something that isn't seen yet. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's been the problem is people are waiting to have some kind of clear uh, blueprint. No, we're going to co-create that blueprint. There aren't any answers right now, but the Theo group is wise enough to tell us enough about, yes, it's going to be more prosperous, more creative, more collaborative. That is our future. And so we have to just, we have to figure out how to get there. <laughs> yes. And it's moment to moment. Indeed. Yeah. Just keep putting one foot in front of the other and we'll make it. 
We will. Again, thank you so much for the beautiful message. I really appreciate your time uh, until we meet again. Thank you, Sheila. Oh, you're so welcome. Thanks for the opportunity. Talk to you later. Again, everybody, you can go to asktheo.com and that'll give you a rundown of all the different events and classes and so forth coming up with Theo and the, the Theo Group's teachings on soul integration. Until next time, thank you for joining us here on reginameredith.com.